Blog Talk Radio. Hello, it's Janice. Janice, hi, Julia Scotty. Hi, Julia. How are you this afternoon? All right. You sound like you were you were expecting me. <laughs> I was definitely expecting your call. I ran and got me a drink of juice. And I said, let me run back over here before Julia calls. And the minute I sat down, there you are. <laughs> I'm, I'm chronically early, so I, I always, just in case, the, you know, something goes wrong. Oh, um, I love that. So I'm sorry. If you want to call you back in four, in four minutes. Oh, no, Julia, I have you in my grasp. No, you can't leave me. No. Uh, 
I have taken a lot. I know, I know. It's, it's, but we're coming through all of that. We're coming through it. We are. So, so okay, uh, the, the America's Got Talent exposure was obviously uh, a big boost to anyone's career, whether they're singing or whatever it may be. But were you, what was it, how difficult was work, was it for you being in show business uh, and then, you know, being a trans comedian and, you know, all of that, because it's hard enough being in show business anyway. So what is, how did you, how did you get through all of that toughness? That was a lot to deal with. <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> well, I, uh, you know my story. I, I was, I did stand up as Rick Scotty for 20 years, and then I took time off, and then I came back uh, 10 years later. Um, and and yes, it is. It, it was hard to to a certain extent. I, but it, it was very very liberating for me because. Um, when I came back, I had two criteria. One was to be fearless, and the other was to be totally honest with what I did up there. And so that when you do those things, you, you know, you're, you're free. You don't mm-hmm. have to worry about anything. There was no secrets anymore. The, when I did AGT, they left it up to me as to whether or not I was going to come out on the show. They didn't force me to do it. I, um... But I got to that point where Howie asked me the question, and I could have said something else, you know. Uh, but at, at that moment, I just thought, well, you know what? There's a lot of people out there that this might help if I do this. And I'm old. But, you know, what, what do I have to worry about? Just focus here. Yeah. <laughs> no, no big deal. So I just took a big, deep breath. And um, before I knew it, it came out of my mouth. And uh, I just waited for the reaction. And I saw the the judges react. I saw actually saw Simon's reaction first, but then the the house went crazy. I mean, the the audience was just you know on their feet and cheering and everything. Like, wow, look at this! So it, you know that's kind of the the story in a nutshell. I thought that was just like a huge burden lifted off of your shoulders like the the weight of the world, so to speak, you know, Atlas holding the world on his shoulders to just... Yeah, they they had a a few of that. Uh, You know, this is, I'm paraphrasing, but this is the expression that there's no person freer than that person that's accepted death. Well, in in a sense, like, you know, I kind of was doing the same thing on the show because it could have meant the end of my career. That's um, you know, that I had just started to come back at that point. Uh, but it, you have to sort of be honest with yourself, you know. And audiences know if you're not being honest with them, too. They have an innate sense that they're not even aware of. But they can sense BS when they, you know, when, it, when they hear and I didn't want to do that. And so when you came back and, you know, as a transgender lady, um, how did your comedy change, or did it change? Uh, oh, it changed uh, dramatically, yeah, in terms of content, because I didn't have to hide behind uh, being that person that I was before, trying, you know, trying to be, you know, this macho guy, which I was, I never was, I, you know, I was faking that whole time. And so I could talk about issues like, um, about being trans, but I could also talk about, uh, you know, my experiences 
living in America as a female, or living in the world as a female. Because whether you, you know, there are people who don't think uh, me as a genuine female, like, and they're entitled to their opinion, but I'll tell you something, the things I experience from, you know, a male-dominated society are the same things every other female experiences. So, um, uh, and so my, you know, my comedy began to reflect that. Oh, yeah. Well, now, see, one of the things for me as a female is I, I've never liked buying a bra because I can't get a oh. size right. Do you? Can you give me some tips? I still don't have it right. <laughs> I, I would. <laughs> well, at the beginning, uh, we didn't talk about this in the movie, but I had, I had uh, my partner at the time, we, she took me to this place. It was a, it was a broad girdle store. Oh. And we actually had to wind up buying falsies. You know, I guess they call, I don't know what they call them now, uh -huh. but the fact that, and that was, a, that was a nightmare in and of itself. But when I went out and started, once the hormones began doing their magic and I had to go out and buy my own, um, I have, I should start a museum because there are about 13 or 14, you know, wounded warriors, I call them, just bras that never made the cut, you know, they just yeah, sit in my drawer. And I found a couple that I liked, and one in particular, uh, the brand uh, was just perfect for me, and I... That I wrote it down. I went online. Thank God for the internet because I can now get an endless supply of the same bra. I'm glad to hear that because, you know, people just don't understand about, okay, it's a bra. Yeah, yeah, get over it. No, but I have, I've had lessons about how to, I can't get it right. I, I bring the bra home. It's either going to be too big somewhere, <laughs> the straps, I'm, I'm just sick of it. Oh. I hear you. I hear. You. I tried to get a sports bra. Yes. And uh, I would love it if I had enough there to justify a sports bra. I don't believe we're having this conversation, but uh, are you trans? I don't know. I shouldn't even answer that question. But are, are you trans? No, I'm not trans. I just have bra problems, okay. though. <laughs> I have. Okay. Well, okay. Well, Julia, what? Um, now, for this documentary, does it pick? Where does it pick up with your life? Does it start with where? Well, there's a brief, um, there's sort of a brief background uh, in the first part of the movie. It sort of jumps back and forth, but it does give some background on who I was before. There's a lot of archival footage of me on stage uh, as Rick, and, uh, and, and it really is a, about. Uh, coming back, you know, as a comic and also as a parent, you know, I'm, I'm reunited with my kids there. Uh, and, it, and it's just a, it's sort of a real, what's the word I'm looking for? A full circle, uh, you know, in my life. But the choice I made 20 years ago, 20-something years ago, I wasn't sure if it was the right choice and I lost everything. I lost my kids, you know, and I, which are everything to me. Um, and, um, but I felt like I couldn't be true to them. I couldn't tell them to follow their heart and their bliss if I wasn't doing it myself. And so I had to take that chance that somewhere down the road we would be together again. And I could do stand-up again. And um, thank goodness it all, it all panned out. That's wonderful. 
That is absolutely wonderful. I say congratulations on, uh, you know, the whole, the, everybody's back together, your family and your career and, and is taken off again. Um, how nervous were you about, because I know with my friend there, the comedian, I know we've had these conversations about entertainers worry about, I don't say worry, but, but they're concerned if they leave the stage for a year or two or whatever, and it's always when I, can I come back? And so with you, how was that? I, well, it's funny because I never planned to come back. I was a teacher, and I and I left teaching because uh, I don't play well with authority figures. You know, I went and uh, I, I got back into comedy really by accident. A friend of mine asked, you know, we went out to lunch, a comedian friend, and she uh, she during the course of lunch, she said, "When are you coming back to stand up?" I said, "I'm not. I'm not coming back to stand up." Look at me, I'm an old, I'm an old lady of transgender. I mean, who's going to want to hear anything I have to say? And she goes, you know you want to. And I said, yeah, I do. I always do. You can't leave comedy ever. And then again, it was that issue of how much time had passed. Um, and could I still, did I still have it, you know, funny? And could I still make an audience laugh? And so uh, I went back where she was working, and I had worked at clubs uh, many years, and I did a guest set, and it, and it went pretty well. And I, I came back a couple of times, and all of a sudden, work started coming again from people I had known, you know, years before. I had to go audition for them because they weren't sure what they were going to get from me. Um, and, but once I did, you know, everything was fine, and then, and then all of a sudden, the press started noticing what I was doing. Uh, I, believe me, <laughs> I wasn't planning any of this. It just happened. I know I feel like Florence Gump sometimes because it just happened, you know. Yeah. All I wanted to do was be a working comic again, and I got that and more. So how did the documentary come about? Did uh, they find you, or did you... Did Susan find you, or did you know somebody that knew Susan, or you went to them, or how did that come about? It's a little bit of kissing. Uh, I was up, I was up in uh, Nantucket. Uh, a friend of mine uh, named Jane Condon uh, does shows up there during the summer. She's, she, you know, she has a place up there in the summer, and it was in a theater. And I went and I did the show. It was really, really, you know, fun. And after the show. Jane said that I'd like you to meet a friend of mine, and it was Susan. I had no idea who she was, uh, but we all decided to go out for drinks after the show, and we're sitting, it was a beautiful summer night, we're outside, and we're talking, and, and she, you know, I had mentioned to her at the time that I was thinking of doing a one-woman show, and she had, you know, she was a writer, and uh, she said, well, I'd like to help you if, you would, if you'd like some help. I go, absolutely. And so I started, she started asking me these questions about my life, and, uh, I was, you know, pretty honest with her. And about a month later, a month or two later, she called. She goes, listen, I've been thinking a lot about this. And she goes, this, your life, to get your story on stage is not the answer. This is a movie. She goes, how would you feel about a documentary on your life? No, yeah, we're in show business. And, and we hear a lot of people say a lot of things. So it's like, oh, yeah, 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 sure, yes, but... <laughs> You know, the next thing I know, uh, there's a film crew at my house, and, and it's five years later. We got to be very close friends.
so sweet. It just happened. You weren't even trying it again. It just happened because it was meant to be, obviously, meant to be. I, I'm a big believer in that, um, that in the, the powers of the universe, the energies of the universe, I don't want to get wagey on you, but I believe that, you know, when you are, you, 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 you attract to yourself the things that you want, good or bad. happen and it does happen. I think so. I, I think, think so too. and I would recommend it to everyone. Live your live your honest life, you know. Yeah. Well Miss Julia, what happens next for you? Of course we know the the documentary will be out on video on demand platforms June one. So uh the rest of the summer now that everything is opening back up, what are your plans career wise? Uh, oh my goodness, it's a, it's so exciting. Um I'm so happy to all my friends are going back to work I'm going back to work. My June is booked up completely. Oh, wow. Uh, if you're interested, if people are interested, can I mention my website? Yes, please. Um, if that people want to see me, uh, you can find me at www.juliascotti, S-E-O-T-T-I, juliascotti.com, and my schedule is up there, so you okay. can see where I'll be. And um, I have a CD out uh, called, uh, what is it called? Hello, boys, I'm back which you can uh, get. I'm going to be doing another CD in the fall. Okay. A CD. You know, I was, I was saying record for a long time. Me and too. And they made me stop saying record. <laughs> I won't stop saying it because I still love big vinyl albums. I refuse. I do, too. I do, too. I gave my son all of my vinyl. Oh. He's into it. That's so. sweet. But I, I, that was my legacy. Me too. I still hug my Michael Jackson Thriller album. I still love it that it's much. Great album. It was it's a great album. And I've heard it on every form you can that they make. But I still like the big vinyl. Yes, I just do. That's well, it is. Uh, I, I was down. I was out in Utah. I just did a. Spe- I did a dry bar special. I should mention that too. Uh, and I, there was a record. There was like a vintage record shop there, and all the guys sold was vinyl. Oh, and I said, do you, it's in Provo, Utah. I said, do you, you obviously make a living selling it because I can't keep it in the store fast enough. Oh, wow. Because all these all this vinyl and he was showing me because this is all new, classic album. So oh, good on yeah. I'll find him. Oh, vinyl heads. Yes, we, we're yeah. tonight. Yes. Well, lastly, Miss so, Julia, what, what plans, uh, your birthday is, you said, in June? You got any special plans? Or can we email you to say happy birthday? Or, or, or what can we do to wish you a happy birthday? Oh, that's so sweet. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, anybody feels like they want to do that. I would love to hear from you all. Just go to my website. There's a place to reach out to me and, uh, uh, I get everything that people send me that that way, okay. and uh, um, I, you know what, Dennis, I, I, there isn't anything I want. I have everything I could ever want in life. Um, it's, I'm just, I'm riding this pony into the sunset, and I'm having a good time. Well, I just think that's very cool of you. You're not obviously you're not greedy. You're not selfish. That's why you're so funny. And uh, for me, I think. In honor of our chat, I might send you a bra for your birthday. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, that'd be nice to give you my bra size. Uh, well, just put one of your, your, your used ones yeah. in the museum. We'll just put them in the museum. I'll donate. Uh, we I'll 
donate to the Julia Scotty Bra Museum of America. Are you are you a comedian? Do you do stand up? No, I just hang around a lot of crazy, funny comedians. Hey, well, Miss Julia, I'm going to let you go, and thank you so much for your time and, and your the drop for me, and just just thank you for being yourself. Thank you so much. Uh, it's my pleasure, and thank you for being so kind. And no, uh, and I had a, I really this was fun. I enjoyed it. I okay. enjoyed it. That's so good to hear. So I'll hopefully talk to you again soon. Next project. Okay, sounds good, Janice. Yep. Okay, take care that's now. Bye bye. All right. Bye bye. Thank you for listening to another edition of Film Festival Radio with your host, Janice Malone. Be sure to download this and other episodes at filmfestivalradio.com. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.